you need to make me happy and you need to fulfill me and you need to complete me. And if you're not making me happy, then it's your fault. And his mentality is I'm trying to make you do more so that it makes me happy. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We are your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, is tit for tat destroying your marriage? You said tit for tat. I did. Are you kidding me? You're such a guy. Maybe so. Yep. You know boobies oh no <laughs> okay here we go oh, my worker <laughs> oh gosh i married I just ju- ruined that junior one. higher oh, here's a really good one you ready yeah okay here's the question or it's not not even a question it's just a statement okay and let's see how this resonates with you Okay. All right. My husband has been on this tit for tat crap for the last few days, making comparisons about who works more. What would you think if we start playing the comparison game of who does more, who's doing less, who's not pulling their weight? What would happen to our relationship if we start to bring the scales into the relationship? It would suck. How so? My first response, I'll just tell you what my gut response was. Oh, my word. Like, it just was this deep guttural feeling of, seriously, that is so not going to work. What gets in the way? Again, we know it doesn't work, but why? What does it do to a relationship? What does it do to a wife? If all I do is go, oh, yeah, well, I do this, or you're not doing enough. Well, it's that one-up mentality. One-upmanship? Yes. Okay, so I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. But true. that would be a terrible way for competitiveness for us. I don't feel the need to compete and tell you, oh, well, I did this, and I did this, and I did this. I think that just tears people down. Yeah. Um, but in a marriage, to have someone doing that... I don't, what's the purpose? I don't understand what the purpose is. I know how it would make me feel. I would feel like nothing I do is ever good enough. Yeah. I would feel like, don't you value anything that I do? Yeah. Or is it all just about yourself? Yeah. It's all about you. So I don't understand the purpose. It has to serve the husband a purpose in some way. Okay, Smarty, what, what do you think that purpose is? Before we go to the serving the purpose, let's talk about the mindset. Whenever someone comes into a relationship and it is this equitable, you need to do as much as I do, or you need to do things to make me happy, you're doomed because relationships are never equitable. There are seasons when I have to give more because of your needs. For sure. And that's what I was thinking. And you have to give more because of my needs in different seasons. But if we are always doing the the scales, the have you given more than I've given, then you're going into the relationship with this mentality of getting and getting and getting. Right. And you need to make me happy and you need to fulfill me and you need to complete me. And if you're not making me happy, then it's your fault. And his mentality is I'm trying to make you do more so that it makes me happy. That's our conventional marriage model. Exactly. Whereas the unconventional marriage model is, 
I come into the relationship expecting to give more than I get. I'm going to try to outserve you. Right. We call it mutual selflessness. And when I come into the relationship going, how can I serve my wife today? How can I do more today than she does? And you, on the exact same day, go, how can I come into the relationship and serve my husband and do more than he does for me today? Now, we're competing the exact same way that they are, but we're competing and trying to fill up each other's cups rather than drain each other's cups. Right. And that is the only model of a sustainable relationship that gets better and better better. as the years go on, that becomes sweeter and sweeter. And we want people to experience that. We want people to know what that feels like because you and I get to experience that on a daily basis. Right. It's awesome. Right. I was also thinking about, you know, we've kind of looked at this from the realm of you did this, so I did this, like that one upmanship kind of better or get what I can get. But I was I was thinking, what if they're also asking about in the whole tit for tat, well, you did this, so I get to do this, or you did this, oh, so no. I get to do it back to you. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Right. From that perspective, because a lot of times tit yeah. for tat really is revenge. Well, yes. Yeah. Rather than kind of keep it equitable with scales, it is, well, you yelled at me, so I get to yell at you. Right. Again, that is a common mentality for a lot of people in their relationships. But where does it lead? Commonsensically, where does it lead? It leads to bad behavior, replicating bad behavior, and then escalating, and having worse behavior, and worse behavior on top of that. And within a very short time... It's just you have a, miserable people. Right. And it's just a downhill spiral. Yeah. It, it doesn't do anything to build connection and closeness in no, the relationship. It, it, ne- it never does. We don't want that to happen. It's easy to sit and sit back and see that happening with other people, but to kind of miss it within your own relationship. Yes. So there has to be a commitment. There has to be a mindset for this husband that this wife's complaining about. There needs to be the uh, a mindset shift within him that goes... I've signed up for a situation or for an experience that I know I am not going to get as much happiness out of as as I can give someone else. And by giving other people genuine happiness, I actually will end up happier. Right. It's it's kind of a weird counterintuitive approach to doing life. It requires a lot of trust, a lot of faith, but it actually works a lot better than trying to make somebody else behave in a certain way so that I am happier. Right. That is guaranteed recipe for failure and doom right. in, a, in a relationship. I was just thinking about what would make someone be that way. I don't know if we, I can't remember if we. Why does someone start doing tit for tat kind of thing? Yeah. this that mentality of I am expecting to be served. I can't got into this marriage so that I get my needs met. And you're not meeting my needs, so I got to force you to do it. I got to remind you. I'm going to point out what you're doing wrong. Even pointing out what someone's done wrong or done insufficiently, it doesn't cause them to be in their learning brain. They don't, no. they don't turn to you and go, thank you, dear husband, for pointing out how bad and incompetent I am. I feel so much better about no. myself. And now I want to serve you and do this so that you aren't disappointed. And it never turns out that way. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't at all. It usually turns out with, oh, yeah, let me tell you what kind of a moron you are. Let me tell you how you've dropped the ball in all these other. And again, race to the bottom. Or the other thing that can happen, too, is that the spouse that's hearing that all the time starts believing it. And so they hear those things and then just spark, spark. Start? 
yeah, and now I forgot what I was going to finish the <laughs> sentence with. A little brain freeze there. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You, you start to tear down the person as an individual. You're attacking their character, not their, just their behavior. Right. You cause that doubt and shame to be implemented into their life now. That is the last thing a husband should ever do to a wife. Right. A husband should never make a wife feel less than. For sure. Even if... She is behaving. behaving less than for whatever reason. Again, if we can make this a little personal, you went through a long season of depression and some struggles where you had a really hard time just functioning on a daily basis. Yeah. Is that okay to say out loud? Oh, absolutely. Of course. And it was a I very was, long season. I was pulling a lot more of the weight in the relationship than you were because you just didn't have anything to give. You were on, your tank was on empty. Yeah. And thankfully... You didn't hold that against me. You didn't say, come on, you're not pulling your weight. Right. I did this today and I did this today and I did this today. What did you do? Yeah. You probably recognize because of who you are and what you do that if you had said those things to me, that would have just dropped me deeper into yeah. the well of despair that I was already sitting in. Yeah. So I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. But we have learned over the years that there are going to be times when I can't carry as much of the weight. Sure. I can't carry even equal weight. Yeah. So you have to carry the load more. And there's times when you yeah. can't carry it. And so the whole tit for tat, you cannot have a marriage that's sustainable where you are taking care of one another, which yeah. is really what you want to have in the first place. Yeah. If you're playing tit for tat. The natural consequence of that is what I call a courtroom marriage where the husband now uses exhibit A, exhibit B. Right. Let me let me provide my evidence yes. to the court to show how good I've been doing. And here's my evidence as to why they are in the wrong. Right. And the other person goes, well, we have exhibits, you know, X, Y, and Z to prove why, why they are wrong. And a courtroom is never designed to have a mutual or beneficial outcome for both parties. There's always a winner and a loser. Right. And the minute you make any situation in your marriage where there's going to be one person be a loser, you're, it's now counterproductive. It yep. is never going to become a healthy, vibrant marriage. So what should this wife do if her husband is doing this? I always I like to like make it as <laughs> practical as possible. Right. And it is the, what do we do? Because we know she's not the only wife who's sitting in this. Sure. Yeah. You're pointing at me. Yeah, because I'm going to say, what do we do? <laughs> well, and I can't really answer that question right now because I'm kind of in the moment. Okay. And so I feel very strongly about this husband that has been tit for tat. <laughs> so the, the thing, I don't have real good ability to come up with great answers for this one right at the yeah. moment. I just want to say, knock it off, yeah. dude. But that is not very productive, obviously. Yeah. So I have a, again, a strange or counterintuitive approach to this kind of thing. It's intentional that you do this. You got to be careful in the technique that you do this, okay? Because it could go sideways, but it's usually the better way to go about things to kind of get out of two people having power struggles against each other. Mm -hmm. So if you come to me and you're telling me, Paul, you're disappointing me in this and this and this. I can either go, nuh-uh, how dare you, or here's what you're doing, and kind of throw that back in you. Oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> or I can go, what I'm hearing you say is, this disappoints you, and this disappoints you. Am I hearing that correctly? You'd say yes. 
And then I'd ask the question, what, what else? else? What else is disappointing you? Obviously, you are unhappy with me. Obviously, you don't like what I'm doing. Obviously, you have an opinion about me. More back to that process as well as right. problem thing. And I'm going to take this seriously. So before you begin, I'm going to go get a pencil and a paper. And I'm going to start writing these things down. What else is wrong with me? Tell me what else you're disappointed in. When you do that, it actually puts the person who's asking the questions into the position of more power. They're not trying to overpower the other person. They're not trying to defend themselves. The minute you end up in a defensive posture, you're playing defense. You're not in a right. position of power. But when you're curious, when you use curiosity and go, let me understand, let me figure out what you're feeling. Let me understand you. Let me understand why this is so disappointing. And let's talk about all the other things that aren't talked about. Two things happen. It lets the other person go, oh, wait a second. This person actually cares about me, is taking me seriously, and I don't have to push as hard. I don't have to be right. as aggressive. And so you kind of lower their negative attitude towards you. But also, it burns out all of their fuel. It's they just right. they kind of run out of ammunition. Well, I always go back to the Mighty Ducks. I've actually never seen the movie, but the one scene where the goalie who's afraid of getting hit by the pucks, so they duct tape him to the goalie, to the to the to goal the thing there, and then everyone starts taking slap shots at him. And at first he's screaming because he's terrified of the puck hitting him. And after about the fifth or sixth one, he realizes the padding works, the face mask works. It doesn't actually hurt at all, and he just starts laughing and giggling and saying. And bring it on, do, do right. more. When you do that and there's no more pucks to be thrown at you, there's just no more ammunition to be thrown at you, then they run out of gas, basically. Right. The, the fire burns out. And the next time they bring it up, that's when you can go, you've already told me that. That's number six on the list right here. I'm already working on that. Obviously, you're still disappointed in me about that, but I already know that. You don't need to keep reminding me because I take this seriously. Right. You, as the person who's being attacked, are actually operating from a position of higher integrity, more maturity, um, more self-awareness, more self-regulation. You are behaving in a healthier way when a, when a spouse is behaving in an unhealthy way. Right. That's always a better recipe for a better relationship. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not always easy. I was just going to say, like, I, I can just feel how tight my chest is because, first of all, I don't like being told yeah. that I've done something wrong or yeah. you're disappointed with me or let me show you kind of thing. Yeah. And to ask to hear more. Yeah. Is, that's where I have to, to within myself recognize this is not about me. This is about you yep. and what's going on inside of you. Yeah. Whether what you're saying is truth or not, I can't. And I have a tendency to take the things that you say to heart yeah, as truth them. and personalize it. And so that's what I have been working on to sure. not do so much. Sure. But for people who have this happen often and personalize it, it's less like, oh. So to do this yeah. really takes a conscious effort yeah. to say, okay. This is not about me. This is not about my character. This is not about my personality. Yeah. This, Even though the words that he's saying say that, this is about me choosing to give him the time to just voice everything out. Yeah. And a lot of times we think things and say things when we're frustrated or angry or, or feeling hurt that we really don't mean, but yeah. they're just in there. Yeah, yeah. The last thing that this technique does is it uncovers underlying assumptions about the other person. So if this guy goes on for 20 minutes about everything that this wife's done wrong, now she can go, 
it really sounds like you don't even like me. It really sounds like you're pretty disappointed in me as a wife. Is that true? Am I hearing this correctly? And if he goes, yes, now you're getting to the core issue. You're dealing with the real cancer in the relationship rather than just chasing the symptoms. Yeah. And that's where they might need to go, wow, if that's how you actually view me, if that's what you think of me, and that's if that's your opinion of me, we need to get some real help here because sure. this is this is not good. I don't want to be treated this way. I don't want to feel this way about me. I don't want you to be this lonely and miserable. It doesn't mean you end the marriage, but it means you can actually start working on it now. You can Because now you've gotten to the root issue. of what the exactly. what the issues are. Yeah. So it's a positive technique, even though it is not as easy yes. to execute you again you have to be in a pretty good state of mind you have to fight that defensive brain that desire to fight back and retaliate out of all the options this is one that typically works the best so that's what i would recommend yeah that's a good one not an easy one but a good one that's a good point a lot of uh, marriage stuff isn't always easy but it is good and it is healthy yes learning how to do these things it's hard to be married yeah not married to you you're actually lovely to be married to but any time i want to do something and it's not what you want to do my brain puts you into the enemy category yeah and that's true of anybody if i want to drive faster and the guy in the lane in front of me is going slower (laughs) he's now in the enemy category we are inherently selfish creatures our very nature is to look out for our own interests and that is the enemy of all marriages yes that is the core problem you're not the enemy my survival brain is the enemy that's why we just keep talking about this over and over on this podcast is you got to get out of that survival brain you got to get into your relational brain you got to get into your mature healthy brain and that is how you end up being able to love your spouse the best way possible yeah this is a good one it is it is a good one if you want more help on this dear listener as you're kind of going through this you want to say something? Well, I was going to say, I, I know you're getting ready to talk about the relationship roadmap, but I think there is something else that would be a fantastic place for people to. What do you think that is? <laughs> Don't be snarky <laughs> like that. We have a secure marriage group cruise that yes. we have coming up in February. Absolutely. And this would be a wonderful Perfect. opportunity to um, grow in your marriage, yep. get away yeah. and have... A a whole week, concentrated time of learning all the tools that we have on the relationship roadmap and our six secrets to a secure marriage. We're going to be going through all of that. We're going to be doing some uh, group excursions where we... Experientially work on marriage and have a good time. Yes. And and then there will be plenty of free time for you to just spend time connecting with your spouse. Because what we really want you to get out of this is time to just connect. Yeah, build that relationship. Yes, and have those warm fuzzies like I have right now for (laughs) you. I can see them on your face. Um, That's fun. And, you know, I I think the thing that I'm looking forward to the most about this Mm -hmm. is that we get to actually do this in proximity to people. We absolutely love, I say we, but me for sure, absolutely love helping marriages grow. And I love seeing the the looks on people's faces when they're like, oh, Oh, yeah, the light bulbs. Oh, if only I had known. And so I am really excited to get to spend time with the couples that are going to be coming with us. We've got some couples signed up already. We've got a few spaces left over. But if you're interested in doing a marriage cruise with us, we're doing that in February, February 3rd through the 10th, 2023. 
Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan. Yep, out of Los Mexican Angeles. Mexican Riviera. On, yep, on Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean's Navigator. Navigator of the Sea. It's a good, lovely boat. We've been it on is. it. It is. We really enjoy that boat. And if you're interested, you can go to our Se- website, securemarriage.com. Slash cruise. Cruise, yes. Yep. Or you can just email shannon at securemarriage.com and she'll take care of everything because as a travel agent, she gets to coordinate all of this and yeah. make it lovely. One of the things we're also offering in all of this is a concentrated one-on-one time with us. So there, we're having group classes, we're going to have group excursions, group dinners, but we're also going to find time to sit one-on-one with each yeah. couple, hear more about their story, go in depth, offer any insights, any encouragement, any tools, so that if you want to spend some one-on-one time with us, sitting by a lovely pool and some beautiful parts of the world, boy, there's no downside to a cruise with right. us. So we'd love to have you come. Yeah. That's a much better ending to the podcast. Yeah, okay. I'm so excited. I, can I, tell. I just can't wait. Yep. So we'd love to have you join us, dear listener. There is an application process. Um, so you, if you're interested, you probably should do that sooner rather than later. So securemarriage.com slash cruise. Yep. Sound good? It sounds great. All right. Let's leave it there. All Thanks, right. everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Bye.